And the goatee. Yes. You didn't think that was hot at all. No, on not, any level. no I would not be yanking on that. No, thanks. <laughs> From Roseberry's Baby and Reagan McNeil, to Jason, Freddie, and Chucky, to Samara, Jigsaw, and Pennywise, we can't get enough. If it's blood-curdling, spine-tingling, breath-quickening, or soul-stealing, we are ready to watch it. Welcome to Hilltop Horror Movie Reviews. I'm your host, Ray Richards. With me tonight are my two co-hosts, Anne Conley. Hey. And Helen Stewart. Hello. Alright, tonight we're reviewing Bram Stoker's Dracula, a 1992 American Gothic horror film directed and produced by Francis Ford Coppola, based on the novel Dracula by Bram Stoker. It stars Gary Oldman as Count Dracula, Winona Ryder as Mina Harker, Anthony Hopkins as Professor Abraham Van Helsing, and Keanu Reeves as Jonathan Harker. Dracula grossed $215 million on a $40 million budget. Rotten Tomatoes consensus cited, quote, some terrific performances, Quote, but Reeves' work has been widely criticized. It was nominated for four Academy Awards and won three for Best Costume Design, Best Sound Editing, and Best Makeup. So when we start off, we usually go through what our expectations were when uh, we got into watching the movie. So, Anne. So I remember watching this probably circa undergrad years, you know, maybe on one of those sort of lame dates uh, where we kind of stayed in type of thing. But... The funny thing about this movie that I remember first, you know, being all set to watch this is that you're thinking that it's a really old film. I don't know if that was just due to the trailers or due to the name or I I don't know where I got this impression, but I, I originally thought this film was, I don't know, 70s, maybe even 60s. Like maybe it was like a throwback. So I remember laughing the first time I saw this and like, Winona Ryder pops up in the middle of it. I'm like, what is Winona Ryder doing in this film? And I didn't know Gary Oldman that well back in the day. And of course, now, you know, we know him so much through, uh, you know, Batman series, Harry Potter series, amongst other things. So it's it's cool to see him as younger. Um, but it's it's funny, you know, to kind of see this film, of course, shot really kind of you know, as a throwback as well. But uh, yeah, same thing. That was that was really my first impression was I was just so shocked that this was actually a more of a modern film that was, again, shot like it was an old film, like I thought it was, if that makes sense. Okay. Helen? I had never seen this film before, so I was anticipating just your regular old Dracula. <laughs> did, did you get regular old Dracula? Uh, I think I've seen... Better regular old Draculas. <laughs> Ouch. Okay. I don't remember the first time I saw this movie. I know I saw it sometime probably in the 90s, but I do remember when I rediscovered this movie, and it was in probably 2009, 2010, and uh, it was Halloween, and I was getting dressed up to sit on my front porch for kids to come up and get candy. I remember watching it again and liking it a lot. And so coming into this review, I expected to to watch it and, and like it. And, and I kind of did, not to spoil my, my uh, thought, but <laughs> that's where I'm at. All right. So, Anne, do you want to uh, play the trailer? Absolutely. It's trailer time and action. Yeah, I could. 
the frightening and shocking history of Prince Dracula and the woman he loved. I have crossed oceans of time to find you. Yeah, Dracul. There's a sinister, darker side to him. I find irresistible. I have never met any man with such a passion for life. He is unlike any man. What are you? Vampires do exist. This one we fight, this one we face. It can take on many forms. He is both young and old. He can appear as mist, as vapor, as the fog. And he can vanish at will. Oh, my love. The power of his evil desire has no end. You've got to go to him. You've got to love him. She is a willing recruit and devoted disciple. She is... The devil's concubine! Join me in eternal life. Your salvation is his destruction. I want to be what you are. I want to see what you see. I want to love what you love. Take me away from all this death. In 1462, Vlad Dracula, a member of the Order of the Dragon, returns from a victory against the Turks to find his wife, Elisabetta, having committed suicide after receiving a false report of his death. The priest proceeds to tell him that his wife's soul is condemned for committing suicide. Enraged, Dracula desecrates the chapel and renounces his faith, declaring that he will rise from the grave to avenge Elisabetta with all the powers of darkness. He then stabs the chapel's stone cross with his sword and drinks the blood that pours out of it. Don't you think that was a bit much? <laughs> but, all right. Sorry. So this this whole movie is a bit much. Yeah. Which yes, is which think? is which is why I like it. <laughs> oh my god. I I don't like it when these movies start with like these crazy flashbacks and I I get it like that's kind of baking in how his character was made and all that. But you know, they start off with like him going on a murderous rampage, right? Impaling people and so on and so well, forth. He is and, Vlad the Impaler. That's in, in yeah. Who he is. In like this crazy set of armor. Yes. That like looks muscles. like muscles. Yeah. I know. It's so gross. His armor, yes, his it armor is really. fantastic. No, it's disgusting. Yeah. It is so gross. I, that is my least favorite part of the entire movie. It's so gross. It's like wearing your muscles on the outside. Well, yes. that's kind of what it that's kind of what it is. Disgusting. It's awesome. <laughs> so the very beginning, the red letters, the Dracula sort of print and the, the music, automatically awesome. It was so reminiscent of The Godfather. It's so crazy. Totally. Well, Francis yeah. Ford Coppola. Yeah, yeah I mean, but I'm like, very... again, like, yeah. come on, you're supposed to be dramatic. Like, come up with something else. It's like, yeah. as they say, like, Scorsese Red. You're like, <laughs> yes. check the box and on did, that one. Did you And did you notice that Anthony Hopkins does triple duty in this yes. movie? Mm-hmm. He's the narrator, first of all. He's the priest. He, he's also the priest in the flashback. Yeah, I thought so. And also Van Helsing. I thought so. Yes. Of I like yeah. him as the yeah. priest. 
Yeah. Was I was good. laughing. I was like, man, if you got such a headliner role as just that corny priest, that would be. <laughs> yeah. What I did like about this was the theatrical part of the red background and like the puppets doing the fighting. I thought that was nice. The silhouette? Yeah. I mean, I thought it, it was, you know, he was definitely going for the theatrical. He, he proved his voice. So it's interesting that you said puppets because actually what I was reading was he wanted all those scenes to be totally in puppets. And it didn't work out, actually. But later in the movie, when they're at the cinemagraph, and you kind of see some of those puppets in the background, that's actually how he wanted that whole scene to oh. be. So it's so funny that you say that, because he was super like, let's go out of the box, and yeah, let's make them like a puppeteer, stick figures, and all that. And they ultimately wound up, you know, re, re um, recording it. Yeah, I mean, the whole thing, the whole movie, I would say, is stylistic. It's not really that realistic as far as any of it. I mean, you have right. the part where the eyes in the train were he, in the background and the sky's all red and his eyes are back there, like the whole thing. Yes. Um, but in this <laughs> in this first part, I did appreciate the fact that I liked how they did her falling and then they show her falling while he's reading the letter. Mm-hmm. And like there's this whole like old school technology thing going on. Uh, throughout the entire movie okay you guys know i like me some good double exposure right (laughs) (laughs) it's your favorite it's like i do i really enjoy it i was kind of annoyed with it here i felt again like this is 1992 not you know 1945 well coppola insisted he didn't want any use of contemporary special effects well, clearly. That's Except what he did. Except for one in there. Are you going to read that part? Which What's one? What's that? The blue flames yeah. or CGI, which... The blue flames, right. Didn't even know that existed which in 92. Potentially the lamest effect in the it entire was, movie. Why well, did they... Why were there? <laughs> I, I would say... That's the question I would have is... I don't understand what they were there for. Not necessarily that they were lame as an effect as in right. and of themselves. I don't know what they represented. Yeah, it was double lame. I, I read that they were in the in, that they were in the book. So it harkened uh, back to specific you know, passages within the book and like they illuminated the whole trail that they took the carriage along, supposedly. But in the movie they didn't make any sense. You're mm-hmm. like, oh it's some kind of special guarded entrance. Oh wait, no right. it's not. Oh yes. Portal. No, yes, no. Oh no, now she's shouting blue flames. Okay. I don't know. Yeah, it was weird. The other thing I hated about this first part was she's falling <laughs> the, from the other thing one I hated. of many things of this movie. She's <laughs> falling from this humongously tall precipice, right? And yet he comes back and her body's just perfectly intact with a few little like trails of blood so also, that he can mourn over her. She's dry. Yes. <laughs> and her well, hair is perfectly perm. Well, I mean, I, I don't think it was supposed to be like the minute they drug her out of the water that he showed back up. I mean, he was well, she's at not war. Gonna heal. <laughs> and, and she wouldn't be having trickling like blood out of her. It's fine. It's fine. It was stylistic, but it was ridiculous. It's stylistic. I was going to say, this I is also it. a movie about <laughs> vampires and Jonathan it. Harker falls like off the exact same thing and survives later on. Also, I just have to say... I hated him, too. Oh! <laughs> okay, saving grace. Costuming. Costuming was amazing. The costume yes. design. Apparently, except for the armor. Um, the yeah, armor, the, yes. The armor was disgusting, but, I mean, it was well-designed. Um, obviously, her dresses and Dracul's uh, outfit throughout, the, throughout the, the movie were amazing as well. So I'm not surprised one bit that it won various awards for that. Right. Agreed. I appreciated the f- the way in which he became a vampire. Usually you don't typically see the origin story of, of Dracula and the idea that he was kind of turned his back on the reli- on, on the Christianity church. because... Stab the crucifix. Yeah, because he, he had been a devout Christian and then he wasn't because of, because of her committing suicide not being able to be 
to be buried. I appreciated that. And I know the blood coming out of the cross was, you know, maybe a little much, but then him drinking it, kind of taking in the power of Christ right. as far as, and using it for darkness, I guess. I just thought it was kind of crazy that you have the priest sitting there saying, hey, your your wife just threw her off, committed suicide because she loved you so much, but now she's damned forever. Like, give him a break. He just came home. Oh, you must uh, not be Catholic. You must not be Catholic because that's pretty much what, what it is. <laughs> I mean, I am Catholic, but I feel like give him a few minutes. He didn't even put his armor off. Well, I'm laughing because I think the first time I saw this, that's exactly how I felt. And the second time I saw it, you're like, damn Catholics. (laughs) Exactly. No, that's exactly how he'd be like, oh, welcome back for defending the church, you know, (laughs) brutally slaying thousands of uh, Turks, right? Yep. Uh, But that's all cool. That's all cool in God's name. But by the way, your your wife committed suicide and she's damned to hell. So tough luck. <laughs> hey. All right. In 1897, newly qualified solicitor Jonathan Harker takes the Transylvanian Count Dracula as a client from his colleague Renfield, who has gone insane. Jonathan travels to Transylvania to arrange Dracula's real estate acquisitions in London, including Carfax Abbey. Jonathan meets Dracula, who discovers a picture of Harker's fiancée, Mina, and believes that she is the reincarnation of Elisabetta. Dracula leaves Jonathan to be attacked and fed upon by his brides while he sails to England with boxes of his native Transylvanian soil, taking up residence at Carfax Abbey. His arrival is foretold by the ravings of Renfield, now an inmate in Dr. Jack Seward's insane asylum. Let's get the elephant in the room out of the way. Keanu Reeves. Oh, God. So, (laughs) he is horrible in this movie. Absolutely horrible. (laughs) He's not asked to do much, which is good, aside from stand around and look formal, and kind of have some gray hair later on in the movie. Oh, God. (laughs) Every time he talked, I thought he was going to be like, dude. He was bad. I didn't hate him that much because it's like 1992. He's just playing like that quintessential, like, good guy character. Like, he's got the accent on. I mean, I don't think Does he? His accent was god awful he changed his a's from saying regular american a to ah <laughs> and that makes him british <laughs> okay yeah i mean he didn't offend me because i wasn't expecting much from him it's true you know i was just like okay and and i think they were saying like they recruited him because they needed like young blood to attract like young women to come and see the yeah, movie him and winona rider he's just yeah, like a he token. Was apparently no, attractive no. and known yeah no winona was like bffs with like francis ford coppola and apparently this was like her dream cast that she put together so th- this is like a whole winona influence on this film yeah well she <laughs> so she, that in. she at least could I think handled it pretty well. I put her in the same bucket as Keanu. I, I thought her I acting don't. was pretty atrocious. I thought I her accent was pretty atrocious. Didn't think it was as bad. Not as Not as bad as Keanu, but she was next here. Her in in the uh, redhead was it Lucy? Lucy, like yeah. kind of were next. Oh um, God, Lucy. And and if <laughs> if Anthony Hopkins and Dracula, Gary Oldman hadn't been in this movie, it would have been oh, it would have been really really bad. I mean, Gary Oldman was epic. So I mean, was so, he was so, awesome. So Anthony, was Anthony Hopkins. Hopkins. I just felt like he could. He didn't even have uh, to be in there. Yeah, to me, I, it was just he didn't give anything you, to it. You could not have somebody else say those lines and even have them partially deliverable. I mean, Anthony Hopkins took what was schlocky and made it at least it was over the top. But yeah. he like sold it because he's Anthony Hopkins. And apparently, he yeah. never showed up to the rehearsals. This was all his dry runs. So I, I mean, I thought what. that was interesting, but I, not, I didn't think he gave. Not surprised. I did. Li- I liked the coachman. And I don't know if that was supposed to be Dracula, the, the oh, coachman that comes and picks yeah. him up. Because he like his like neck with his fingers? Yeah, because like who else is kind of supernatural? I don't think there's really any other supernatural people besides the, his brides 
in yeah, him. That's true. Yeah. But like, I liked how he reached out and like the arms like way longer than it yeah. should have to be, and he kind of grabs him and guides him into the thing. Yeah, I but, have that as a good effect for sure. I actually really liked the eyes on the train. I thought that was really good. Yeah, like, I like double it. exposure effect. <laughs> I like. <laughs> I rolled my eyes at like, that point and was like. Hell? How many um, more minutes do we have left on this movie? And I think we only went into nine. <laughs> I know, right? The extending of the driver's arm was really good. I also love, we've got to talk about all the shadowing effects. Oh, yes. I did like that. So I, I, this was something that I think on the first time I saw it kind of annoyed me, except for the really obvious scenes where they're doing it. But watching it again, like knowing that it's somebody emulating them the entire time, it's not their shadow ever. Right. And how everything's a little off. Every gesture, every yeah. movement was just a little off, wasn't quite right. I kind of loved it. I, I really, <laughs> I did more. like that. So it's like some of the effects I thought were really, really cool. And this was one of my favorites that the shadows just aren't quite in sync. It kind of leads more to that supernatural feel where you think if you're around a vampire, things just aren't going to work right. Mm-hmm. And I think they did do that really, really well. Yeah. And I think it played back to Nosferatu, which is also supposed to be based off of this same book, but yeah. not as closely linked to the book as this particular movie. Gary Oldman's makeup as the old Dracula. I loved his makeup. And I loved his acting as the old Dracula. I thought all that was very fantastic. His beehive thing, double beehive. I don't know what the hell yeah. was going on with his hair, but I hated it. <laughs> oh, man, really? Yeah. Oh, my God. His hairline. Oh. Maybe it just grew on me because I just think it's awesome. But this was another one where I think that when I was a kid and you saw those trailers, I didn't know who Gary Oldman was. And I certainly didn't recognize that guy. Right, him. right. And now watching it as like, you know, a 37-year-old and you're watching, I mean, forget about the old, you know, uh, Dracul, Gary Oldman, the young Gary Oldman who is like 34, 35 at the time this is being filmed. I was like, is this weird that he's kind of cute? I was like, <laughs> I'm officially old. I'm officially old. I couldn't get over the glasses he was wearing as the young one. <laughs> they were terrible. <laughs> Sorry. And the goatee. Yes. You didn't think that was hot at all? No, on not, any level. no I would not be yanking on that. No, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so the one thing I they absolutely could not stand during the scene. Sorry. <laughs> it's like Keanu Reeves is not surprised at all that this crap is going down and nothing is right. He's just like, okay, yeah, I'm going to this castle. Let me go. All ahead. right, dudes. Let's just do it. And then at one point he does go, wait, something is a little off, but like no emotion. Like, let me go hang out with some bitches and get my (laughs) blood drank. I know. (laughs) My purple drag. What was with, what was with Dracula's hairy palms? Did you see the part where they specifically show him with like this that, like hair coming out of his under his sleeve or whatever? That is he a werewolf too? Well, he turns into animals, yeah. So is that it? That he's just—I don't—I don't know. I was very confused. Are werewolves shape- not into vampires? He's a shapeshifter. <laughs> he's not a werewolf. He's a shapeshifter, so he can change into oh. rats and wolves, beasts of the whatever he says. How did later I on. not pick up that? Okay, so maybe that's why he's hairy. Be- that is that must be why he's hairy, <laughs> I guess. Whatever. I'm with Helen. The fact that she like that he changed into a werewolf. I was like, what the hell? He didn't like, change into a werewolf. I whatever. He changed into a beast. I'm with you, girl. I thought it was a werewolf. werewolf. Yeah. <laughs> well, you have to go back and read the source material because this is the source material for Dracula. I can't help it all you grow up on 
twinkly whatever twilight vampires i've never seen that movie and never will but uh no i mean i think it very like that that scene was very weird right where all of a sudden he's turning into a werewolf they show him very clearly and to your point maybe he's just turning into a normal wolf but when a human being turns into a wolf we call it a werewolf yeah i mean he's He's not he's not a human being turning into a werewolf he's a vampire turning into a wolf when he's a human-esque I'm Figure not. I'm not quoting Twilight, although I have seen the movie. It's very bad. So if you like bad movies, definitely a good movie to watch. I like. I like the whole part where he's <laughs> he's shaving, and Dracula like takes the razor blade and like licks the blood off of it. I mean, that's arguably the best scene in the entire movie. Well, I I the agree. Best scene in the movie, but I but I liked it. Yeah, it was it was it was very like Hannibal Lecter. Yeah, Mina and Lucy Ugh. in this whole thing. So they have this whole like, you know, she's like, I'm almost 20. I'm practically a hag trying to get, you know, getting married. That's Lucy. And Mina's looking at Arabian Nights porn, I guess. Yeah, I got to get me that book. I don't sure, know what's going not? on in there. Yeah, yeah I guess. <laughs> I assume that it was Lucy's that was left on the countertop there. She's writing letters. She's at her desk in her house. Yeah, right? but, she, yeah but Mina's looking at it. Well, yeah, because she's like, what the hell is this? Oh, porn? Sweet. I guess, Yeah. <laughs> Lucy, let's check it out together. Yeah, it's definitely like a lesbian subtext or whatever going on there. That's just girlfriends. I guess then it they, is. Then they possessed them and made them kiss later, which annoyed me. Well, were they possessed? I yes, can't figure out what they were stupid. doing. They were just like in some sort of, you know, yeah, trans secret, haze, secret, garden, secret garden thing no, going on. No, they're under the powers of Dracul. Really? Whatever. It was stupid and unnecessary. In London, Dracula emerges as a wolf-like creature amid a fierce thunderstorm and hypnotically seduces, then bites Lucy, with whom Mina is staying while Jonathan is in Transylvania. Lucy's deteriorating health and behavioral changes prompt her former suitors, Quincy Morris and Dr. Seward, along with her fiancé, Arthur Holmwood, to summon Dr. Abraham Van Helsing, who recognizes Lucy as the victim of a vampire. Dracula, appearing young and handsome during daylight, meets and charms Mina, when Mina receives word from Jonathan, who has escaped the castle and recovered at a convent, she travels to Romania to marry him. In his fury, Dracula transforms Lucy into a vampire. Van Helsing, Holmwood, Seward, and Morris kill the now undead Lucy the following night. The one thing I liked about this scene with the fierce thunderstorm is Lucy, I guess, is kind of waking up in her sleep or something, or mm-hmm. sleepwalking, and she's wearing red. And I thought that that was visually stunning as she was running through the hedge maze i don't know what they call it yeah hedge maze yeah Yeah. um so i I didn't enjoy that (laughs) (laughs) it's a hedge maze um i thought it was cool that her dress uh mirrored dracul's armor that we were talking so much about so again they're using these reds and and calling her and and again with a striping like very very similar again we went into depth about how you know dracula transforms into a non-werewolf um <laughs> so, which was still weird was, was very was weird. there some like wolfman sex going on there or not oh, i couldn't yeah. tell what was yes. going on i mean Are he you was kidding me he was obviously like kind was of there. biting her neck or whatever but Mr. he was sex in between her legs and i couldn't figure out if it was erotic i guess yeah i didn't supposed know if, to be erotic yeah i, I didn't know. know if he was just playing it up for lucy i mean for mina or if like he was really well who's to say if there was penetration or not i don't know <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Not really sure how it works when you're not a werewolf. (laughs) (laughs) This movie starts to turn to like pseudo erotica, you know, pretty quickly. Yes. I think, um, you know, again, 
like I said, this was almost like a, a good sort of cheesy stay indoors uh, date night movie. So this this is like as you start watching along and sort of like the sexual tension between Dracul and Winona Ryder and like, you know, all the touching and that type of stuff and heavy petting. And then like you've got some like, you know, animal on human sex going on. I don't know. You got all this crazy what, stuff going on throughout. What I think, well, Lucy kind of like exposes her nipples like randomly through the movie yeah. in inopportune times. Like yeah. the guys are all there and they're like, should we tell her? Should we not tell her? I don't know. Should we, should we cover her up? I guess so, maybe. Well, I felt like two of them were doctors too. So they're kind of just like, you know, very like, all right, all right, like fix her out. Yeah, I so mean. So that's fine. They see boobs. They're doctors. I guess. Yeah. I just, there, was a, there was a lot of boobs in this movie. A lot of Lucy's boobs. Lucy's boobs. I mean, yeah. that's pretty much I mean, it, I right? I guess the three. I the vampires. The, the vampire girls. Yeah, they were the bride. They were top, the brides. The yeah, which yes. by which by, which by the way, I mean. When the one came up through the guy's yeah, legs, for the guy's I was legs. like, "That's a good scene. That was yeah. a good shot." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I don't like the one coming up and out of the bed though. That always annoys me. It's like, uh, and what's the escalator? <laughs> like she's coming up the escalator. <laughs> Here she goes. Like pretending to go down the stairs. Uh, yeah, yes. and like. <laughs> yes. I don't know. Yes, but you're just disappearing and reappearing up and off the bed. Yeah. I, I don't care for that effect. I thought that was lame. But, you know, definitely good. I think, you know, sexual scenes and sexual tension and like the blood and the biting and the effects and all that I think is well done. Yeah. And then Dracula brings in a baby, which is ruins the whole oh thing. Oh, my God. Yeah. I didn't remember that. And then all of a sudden he's got this baby that I guess they feast on. I was like, oh, that's really effed up. I yeah. totally forgot about that. You didn't like that part. Yeah. No, along with so many others, I didn't like that. It part. goes. That, that wasn't cool, Dracula. Goes south, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, that, no, that was the other vampires. Goes south. So, like, I guess this, the, the whole point of the movie, I guess, is that he figures out that there's a doppelganger or something, right? But he doesn't know until Harker comes to do the real estate transactions. What, right? do, what doppelganger? Mina and Elizabeth. Oh. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, the re, the, she's the a reincarnation. reincarnation. Gotcha. Right. So why is he buying up property in London then? So in the book, that whole thing with Mina and him doesn't exist. Okay. So in the source material, there is no like reincarnated love thing. He just wants to move and buys up all this land okay. in London and he ships 50 boxes of his earth to all these different places and he's going there to for new hunting grounds and whatever. And he goes there and Jonathan Harker, you know, kind of the same thing happens to him. Right, and he still he escapes and, and marries Mina or whatever. But then when they all get back to London, they hunt Dracula down like through these fifty different places apparently, and they all have different specific skills that lend themselves to the team, and it's kind of an A team thing. Gotcha, and like like an RPG, like an RPG, yeah. <laughs> um, so and then it ends kind of the same way too, minus the whole Mina part. Right. Yeah, I did so. read that. Okay. Yeah, Thanks th- for clearing I, that up, because I was like, I don't know how he randomly chose that. Yeah, I think it was just holdover from the original, right? It doesn't make much sense when you're talking about the re- reincarnation, I agree. The one sort of mechanism that I thought was interesting was that they are telling this story through different, basically, chronologues. So you have Mina's diary that they're referencing, right? They, you've got John's notes that you're referencing, Van Helsing's testimony at some point. When I was kind of thinking about this, watching this again, I liked them, but I, f- I thought that they would probably be really great in the book. They seem like book mechanisms that were tried and true. You would do like a chapter for each one. They made total sense. But I thought they were a little clunky in the movie. Like all of a sudden it was like, Mina's Diary, September 12th. And you're just kind of like, okay, but we just did like a half an hour without anybody's diary entry. So, all right, cool. Go for it, Mina. 
Yeah, I guess it's a holdover from the original, right? And Totally, totally. Yeah. So, like I said, I mean, good in the book and in the movie. Yeah. So one thing I didn't like about Mina's character is how quickly she seems to toss Jonathan sort of... Well, I got this nice, cute prince. She calls him my prince. It's almost like she isn't as interested in Dracula as a person as she is in his... Gold digger. In his station. Mm -hmm. Yeah, or just the fact that he's like this larger-than-life figure to her uh, versus Jonathan. I mean, Jonathan's basically being ravaged and and his blood's being sort of sucked nightly, I guess, to feed these these vampire brides. And (laughs) he's trying to escape to get back to his love, and she's chatting it up and watching porn in some, you know, 1800s uh, theater. <laughs> I felt like she was really just more, again, she comes to the realization, oh, I know you. I know you. It's a reincarnation. Yeah. She falls under his trance as well. So I felt like it's a little bit of both. It all does happen very quickly, though. And then she reverts to actually going back and marrying her fiancé, which you're kind of like, oh, wow, okay. So she goes back and, like, writes that course. But then even after she gets married to him, then she, again, falls under the Count's spell and goes back to him. Yeah, I mean, I assume she's reclaiming her reincarnated self to some degree, right? Whatever connectivity she has with Elisabetta in that past life. But... I don't like the waffling. Like, if you're going to do it, do it. Don't, like, leave and go marry the poor guy that's been getting his blood sucked out of him for three months. And And now you're back and you're like, no, just kidding, Jonathan. I'm I'm going to go with this guy. Yep. I don't like gray hair. I'm I'm moving on with the guy that does perpetually not gray. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. Don't even get me started about the, the hair. And the, inc- and the inconsistency with the hair. Well, I w- but I will say this. Look, it's since it's not a realistic way he got the gray hair, I, I'm okay with the gray hair not looking realistic to some extent either. It's sort of like he got it through some sort of really traumatic supernatural experience. So I, why, I, I can deal with it. Why did he start with streaks? And then like within days, he was like <laughs> a full white. And then like it goes that, back to- it was brown again. I, like, I don't understand. Happened? Well, he, he got over it. He got over it. He got some just for men washed right in between the scenes. <laughs> I guess by these boot boot polish back in the day. I think. I guess it was weird. All right, do we, can we just talk very quickly about her three suitors? Because I think they're interesting okay. characters. You sure. got Quincy, right? Who's the um, who's the American Texan? I think. Yeehaw. Yep. You've got um, what's the the Lord? What's what's his name? I don't have his name down here. Arthur Holmwood. Uh, Arthur. Yeah. So you have Arthur Holmwood. Uh, the Lord, who ends up being her fiance, Lucy's fiance, and then you have uh, Doctor Jack Seward, who, as far as I can tell, is only, I guess, in the movie randomly. He's in the insane asylum. He's a doctor. Renfield's there, and then he just knows these people. I guess, right? There's no other connection. Yeah, yeah. Doctor Jack was a weird character to me at first. I didn't quite make the connection that he was the guy from the insane asylum, and, and like then you're like, "Why are we focusing so much on this insane asylum with Renfield?" And then you see him shooting up and whatnot, right? And you see him looking like crap throughout the whole movie, right? Like pasty wet, like like pasty, you know, white and sweaty, and you're just kind of like, "What's what's the deal? Like, what's happening with this guy? And why would she find him attractive?" Just seemed, I don't know. Seem weird. Yeah, no. And actually, Renfield's whole point is pointless, I want to say. Like, he doesn't do anything in the movie, aside from just kind of rave like a lunatic. Right. And I did, then tell like Mina to leave, right? I did feel like when he was murdered, when the green mist comes in and he's murdered, it was like, whoa, 
That just took us to a whole new level. I know you just impaled 2,000 people like an hour ago, but there was no like clear on-screen violence of somebody's face being slammed into a jail cell. That was intense. Yeah, but what was Dracula going to do? Like Dracula made him nuts and told him... I don't know. And why did he um, disobey him or whatever? Well, yeah, we told Mina to run, right? He basically was saying, go away. I, he, he, w- he found her to be sort of his rival, right? I mean, he thought that he was going to get the eternal life... That Dracula had promised him eternal life, and then he was like, "Wait a minute! It looks like Mina's going to get the eternal life," and so he was. She was like a rival to him. Uh, so not knowing the rules of vampires like you do, um, Ray, <laughs> <laughs> I you can only give one person your eternal life gift. No, no, you can give as many as you want. All right, I think. Well, why is there competition? I, I don't know. I, like I said, I, I didn't understand Renfield's point in the movie or place in the movie. Why he turned on him what his whole point was in the first place. I didn't even interpret it that way. I thought he was telling her to get away from those men, as in the men that were trying to hunt Dracula. Oh. So she could free herself, so Dracula could get to her. Yeah, I thought that he was telling her to run from Dracula. But I just thought maybe he was just there to say, hey, I was the original real estate guy. Look what happened to me. You idiot. Yeah, that, now you went to Transylvania. That's, Good luck. That's pretty much it. You're right. Yeah. I, I didn't know. read too much into it, it would but be then in- again, yeah. I didn't see much into it this would movie be, at all. It would be interesting to see what the book, what his point was in the book, if he had a bigger part or some part that made some additional sense. I did read that Steve Buscemi was originally considered for that role. And that would have been down. hilarious. That would have been awesome. Yeah, that would have been pretty awesome. I'm not going to lie to you. He would have been good. Yeah. Although I thought that whoever the actor was that played him, I thought he did a good job. He, he looked yeah, crazy. he did. He did look nuts. I warmed up to him. And I liked the box man. Did you see the box man? Because um, it was 13 ghosts. Oh, it was 13 I, ghosts. But I, they were the ones working f- I drew, for the... I drew a picture of the box because I was so <laughs> like, what is happening? At first, I thought it was an inmate oh, right. roaming. And then you've come to find out that it's the guards. I didn't understand. Okay, so they're, they're so wearing nobody these crazy can boxes bite them. to protect their faces? Yeah, it's like a beekeeper's so creepy. thing. It's just a crazy person thing. I don't. I didn't really... <laughs> I thought that like, the asylum was just too much. I just don't know if that was like historically based and that's where they came up with it. Like, like the stuff. eyes in the sky, historically based. No, no but that's... <laughs> no, that's Dracula haunting them. That's fine. This is like, you know, clearly not a legit insane asylum, but it's meant to be an asylum. Yeah, I have to be honest with you. In 1897, the asylums probably did look pretty crappy. Well, this is like turn of the century Jack the Ripper era. Yep. So I was kind of like, okay, well, maybe. Ten years. Ten years after Jack the Ripper. Yeah, maybe. So, um, but no, I just thought that asylum was super weird. Yeah. Like too much. Like why take her there? Like how's that safe? Oh, the whole like, yeah, here, just stay in my quarters. They're not much. Just in the middle of the insane asylum. You'll be fine. (laughs) With these people walking around. Thanks. Cool. Okay, we're we're a little ahead of ourselves, just Sorry. slightly. No, let's let's <laughs> so many questions. Let's bring it back around real quick to Lucy. Lucy becomes a vampire. So let's let's uh, just talk about that because that happens before we get to the whole Dracula versus everybody. Scenes. Oh God, that outfit! Which like, one? Let's talk about the wedding dress. The wedding dress with the thing around the neck. Like I, oh God, it was ugly. That was ugly. I'm sorry, costume Aww. people. It was hideous. Was fantastically detailed. It was, I, I thought yes. it was ugly too, but it was fantastically detailed. I, I thought the same. I just thought very like Queen of England, like like it, beyond. It's, it's a period yeah. piece, so I was yeah. kind of like, okay, and yeah. We, I mean, I thought it was ugly too, but and like the, yeah, the, 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 the crystal, the crystal sarcophagus yeah. she was in. Yes. I mean, fan, fantastic. <laughs> Spared no expense for that. I guess all the wedding money just went right into the funeral. Yeah, just, yeah, exactly. Okay, the I guess Snow White coffin. Yeah, the Snow White coffin. Yeah, no, it it was good. 
Spare no expense. Roll that right into the coffin. <laughs> right, into, right into the coffin. I'm telling What's you. What's the stuff that they can put in the coffins to preserve the bodies? Embalming fluid? <laughs> in the coffins? No. No. You know, they can replace the oxygen. I don't know if it's like CO2 or whatever it is, but it helps preserve the bodies. Yeah, I, I don't think in 1897 they were they were rocking Well, that. she didn't need it because she was a vampire That's anyways. true. She didn't need anything. She was good to go. <laughs> I love Van Helsing's part in this in this section of the movie because yeah. he has some great, great <laughs> lines. Like crazy, crazy lines. What did, what did he say? He says, yeah, she was in great pain. Then we cut off her head, drove a stake through her heart, and she was at peace. Like, like he just burnt the, it and the, then she was yeah, it, just the way he says stuff it's just hilarious i love to like to helen's point like clearly he a didn't give a shit and b, <laughs> b didn't rehearse like yeah. he just showed up and he's like ah, whatever you yeah, know his his accent i couldn't tell if it was british german or yeah or some romanian com- or what? some weird combination or something like that but it was awesome i mean van helsing's supposed to be a worldly man right so why not he seemed drunk half the time. <laughs> well, that's okay. He was crazy. I thought he would be... Okay. And I'm basing this off of other movies I have seen, and sure. I apologize. Wait, wait, is it the one with Hugh Jackman that plays Van Helsing? Possibly. Because if so, I don't know if I can go with that either. <laughs> or, ho- or, <laughs> or he'd be more badass, and he's not. Or Hotel Transylvania Or 3. Hotel Transylvania <laughs> 3. Yes. Let's let's figure out where your source material is coming um, from. I'm not, I got, it might be the first one. <laughs> okay. I appreciate that he wasn't so badass, that he was just more like a doctor, and then like... I mean, he was sort of on this mission to hunt down Dracula. But, yeah, I, I totally agree. I sort of on the spectrum, to your point, Helen, like, definitely should have been shifted a little bit towards more of this, I'm on a mission to hunt Dracula and kill him, versus, hey, let's just hang out and grab a few pints. Did he improv on that, but not on an empty stomach, just feed me, stick me in the carriage? Because now I'm thinking he was drunk and made that shit up. It was, <laughs> it was awesome. possible. It was awesome. <laughs> but not on an empty stomach, you know, feed me. You know, you bringing up the point about him saying, you know, Dracula, my... You you know, my whole point arch to, nemesis. Arch nemesis made no sense it would have made more <laughs> sense if he was just like oh it's a vampire thing and we're gonna hunt the vampire i don't know who dracula is i'm a i'm a doctor and i'm doing my thing you know like why would he know who specifically dracula was it's weird right because he clearly was in this castle for quite some time yeah i mean you could have just looking you could have just gone to his castle yeah, and like killed him if exactly. you really wanted to yeah yeah he felt very aimless almost like yeah, he's around and he's in town, so let's let's. Well, go he got after called. Him. They call they well, you, they called him right. in to help, and he's like, okay, it's a vampire, and there it is, concubine of Satan, and all that whatnot, and chop off her head, and we're all good. After Jonathan and Mina return to London, Jonathan and Van Helsing lead the others to Carfax Abbey, where they destroy the Count's boxes of soil. Dracula enters the asylum, where he kills Renfield for warning Mina of his presence. He visits Mina, who is staying in Seward's quarters, while the others hunt Dracula and confesses that he murdered Lucy and has been terrorizing Mina's friends. Confused and angry, Mina admits she still loves him and remembers her previous life as Elisabetta. At her insistence, Dracula begins transforming her into a vampire. The hunters burst in the bedroom, and Dracula claims Mina as his bride before escaping. As Mina changes, Van Helsing hypnotizes her and learns, via her connection with Dracula, that he is sailing home in his last remaining box. The hunters depart for Varna, to intercept him, but Dracula reads Mina's mind and evades them. The hunters split up. Van Helsing and Mina travel to Borgo Pass and the castle while the others try to stop the gypsies transporting the Count. I did appreciate when Dracula comes to get Mina after he kills Renfield and he sort of, you know, green mists himself up through the covers. That he doesn't really want to change her into a vampire, right? He has a moment of like, 
I love you too much to do this to you. And I, you know, don't want to take your life. And she's like, no, 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 no. Let's, let's, let's go all the way. Let's do let's it. Let's do this thing. Let's do this thing. I agree too. Like that was the first time that you're actually seeing him have some kind of soul and you like it. But then I'm kind of like, well, what do you really like? He's been dead. What? 400 years now. He's been waiting for her. She's finally reincarnated and he's been, whoa, whoa, whoa. You're moving too fast, girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, well, I think it was just about taking her life, right? I think it's more about that and having her kind of be in the darkness with him. No, I, I, I did appreciate it. I mean, it was definitely the yeah. chivalrous thing to do, but... Uh, yeah, I didn't like how she know. was saying, you know, take me away from all this death. I'm like, it was one person who died. Yeah, and also he has to kill you <laughs> no, she, for you she, to be able to... She meant her husband's personality. <laughs> but, <laughs> boom. Which, interestingly, that whole scene where they do get married, did you read that they actually did get married? I saw that. I was yeah. laughing so hard. Oh, man. They totally, like, didn't even realize that they actually got married. <laughs> so they actually had to get divorced from one another? I didn't read that they actually got divorced, but I don't know if they left it as, we don't know if we actually got married because it's not our language, so we'll just carry on. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, wow. Oops. Yeah, I thought that the whole green mess scene was interesting. Like, again, I just think that one of the things that this movie does really well is it plays with that sexual tension really well. Yeah, I couldn't figure out what he was doing as that green mist. I really. didn't I didn't like that it leaves you wondering a little bit too much to technically what's happening versus the idea of just teasing or just like it being sort of like blanket sexual type of thing. But, you know, actually once it comes up to Winona and she's kind of doing her like moaning and whatnot, like it's it's fine. Like you're kind of moving on past that, so but, like, I like that it was, you know, implying his presence, and then she looks up, and then he's there. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. That was good. Yep. At night, Van Helsing and Mina are approached by Dracula's brides. Initially, they frighten Mina, but she eventually succumbs to their chanting and attempts to seduce Van Helsing. Before Mina can feed on his blood, Van Helsing places a communion wafer on her forehead, leaving a mark. He surrounds them with a ring of fire to protect them from the brides, then infiltrates the castle and decapitates them the following morning. As sunset approaches, Dracula's carriage arrives at the castle, pursued by the hunters. A fight between the hunters and gypsies ensues. Morris is stabbed in the back during the fight, and at sunset, Dracula bursts from his coffin. Harker slits his throat while the wounded Morris stabs him in the heart with a bowie knife. As Dracula staggers, Mina rushes to his defense. Holmwood tries to attack, but Van Helsing and Harker allow her to retreat with the Count. Morris dies of his wounds, surrounded by his friends. In the chapel where he renounced his faith, Dracula lies dying in an ancient demonic form. They share a kiss as the candles adorning the chapel light up and the cross repairs itself. Dracula turns back to his younger self and asks Mina to give him peace. Mina thrusts the knife through his heart. As he finally dies, the mark on her forehead disappears as Dracula's curse is lifted. She decapitates him and gazes up at the fresco of Vlad and Elisabetta, ascending to heaven together, reunited at long last. Okay, so let's go back to the scene, you know, on the mountaintop with Van Helsing and Mina. First of all, that's the biggest communion wafer I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, man. <laughs> that, that, that's how they did it back in the 1890s. Apparently, you, you need some serious cleansing. I thought that sucker was some kind of, like, clay tablet. I don't know what that was. <laughs> Maybe it's the one the priest uses, because that one's pretty ginormous. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Before it's he like, breaks yeah, it all up. Before he breaks it all up, To yeah. feed 50 people. Um, yeah, entirely possible. I, I like the brides showing up there, sort of like the sirens. At first, I wasn't sure if they were actually there or if they were just, yeah. again, sort of like hallucinations until they're like, oh, yeah, you're going to save that bitch? Well, then I'm going to kill your horses. 
Oh, yeah, the horse. Why did I have to go after the horse? Oh, yeah, kill, the, that's kill when, those horses. Hey, that's when Van Helsing was like, these bitches are going to die. I love that. <laughs> then he's like, you're going to kill those horses? I'm going to kill. I'm going to chop your heads that's off. That's right. It was, it was so like tit for tat. It just cracked and me I, up. I also like how Van Helsing was this close to being like, yeah, maybe I'll sleep with Mina. Maybe that's okay. No, 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 it's not okay. He totally was, man. He was under her seduction. I think at this point I was just really happy the movie was about to end. I don't remember any of it. I have to be honest. I couldn't believe it was still going. (laughs) (laughs) Like, like I was telling Ray, I was like, I think I only have a little bit more to watch of this. And he's like, you have 40 minutes left. (laughs) I was like, oh, my God. I said, what else could possibly happen in this movie that could fill another 40 minutes? So I, I will say I liked the chase scene. I thought the sun setting, that whole thing, I thought it was had pretty good tension. Like you're, you're like, oh my gosh, Dracula, when the sun goes down, Dracula's going to come out of here and he's going to you know kill everybody because he's so powerful. And they're trying to get to him before that. And yeah, I mean, you had kind of the Indiana Jones sort of like shooting the guys off the back of the carriage and, and all that nonsense. Uh, and then they finally get there. And as the sun goes down, he comes up out of the box. And finally, Jonathan Harker, who's pretty much done nothing throughout the rest of this movie, gets the one shot he needs to get and slits his throat. Which, of course, if you go back to vampire lore, like, neither the throat slitting nor the knife in the heart should have done anything to him because it wasn't a wooden stake, I guess. But maybe we don't care about that here. Maybe it's... You might have needed a silver bullet, too. Or, or anything. Yeah, I don't know. I think that's werewolves. Yeah, but we well, don't know what, what he saying. is. Yeah, we don't know what he is. <laughs> what yeah. done double duty. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I I agree. Sort of like all the technical details at the end started to fall apart for me. I feel like the first time I watched this, I liked more sort of like the race against the sunset. And this one, I was like, but he's been hanging out. He already said, like, daylight doesn't bother him. He's just... Well, but he doesn't have his full power. Yeah, but so what? Like, he could he could bust out of that, like, if he needs to. Plus, plus he's got old dirt. If he had 50 boxes, yeah. he only has one left. He's been using it all. That's what I'm saying. But he's still in his home dirt, so he should be regenerating. He's been on, like, a cruise for the last week, regenerating. I was just kind of like, eh, I'm not feeling it. I'm not feeling like the whole got a race to get inside the castle so he can bust out of there and kick some booty. I was like, because then if he did get in there, then, you know, they might not go in there. And he's already been powerful enough off the grounds separately. So if that carriage didn't even get in there and the sun went down anyways, he'd still have the cover of night. He'd still be in his original dirt, which he's in. I don't know. Just kind of, again, the mechanics bother. Well, I got got the impression that he wasn't actually that powerful because for some reason he needed to be back in his house like he needed to be back needed to be back in the castle because he was otherwise why would he flee at all why would he be fleeing back anywhere why wouldn't he just got back there he wouldn't wait till night and then kill them all so i thought he was kind of underpowered to begin with but either way maybe turning into 50 rats took all this power away yeah it could be (laughs) or maybe he only got like 40 of them back maybe yeah maybe that was the problem that is a problem that is a problem (laughs) His mouse traps, darn it. Yeah, then we so, had like this stupid blue flames again, yeah. which I also like Van Helsing's been pretty reasonable up until now. But then again, he like sort of gets seduced by Mina. But then when they're back at the castle, Mina decides like jump up there, which now she's like a vampirist, like like half step away of being a full-fledged vampire, right? Or maybe she is at this point. I think she has, she at least has little nubs. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's getting there. She's like mostly, if not all the way there. And Van Helsing's like, it's cool mina you do you and she just like hops up there like calls her calls storm the wind or whatever yeah and like brings all that down i'm like really van helsing you're just you're just gonna let this out happen like again it was just sort of like 
we got the stagecoach. We're going to make that happen. Then she's going to, you know, call the storm. And then it's going to add some additional snow. And it's going to be hard to see. And then we're going to get some blue flames. And then the then the gate comes down. And we're not sure what side they're on or, or where they're going. or where. Like the whole thing, I was like, I don't, I don't even know. Then they finally slit his throat. I was like, oh, good. Something's happening. Yeah, the, <laughs> the, the blue flames, I, I don't understand. But, yeah, I don't really understand what they were. Some sort of, like, warning mechanism or something. I don't really know. Yeah, we've got him on the ropes. We've slit his throat and we've stabbed him in the heart. But no, no, no. Let him go. Let him go. It's cool. So if things had worked out in Dracula's favor and he had won, what do you think happens to the other three ladies? The brides? Yeah. Do you think they go... That are already heads cut off? Well, like, suppose they didn't get their heads cut off. Oh. Oh, I know, right? Yeah. Well, she does, obviously. I mean, she would have to, but where do they go? Do they get Uh, another... I don't know. One, four. They can stay in their pit. (laughs) I feel like Mina might have something to say about that. (laughs) Ah. I figure they'd still stay in their pit. They just throw them a baby occasionally. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So one thing I did not understand about the end, which is, I guess, you know, stylistically, right, uh, Jonathan's like, let her go so she can go be with Dracula. Uh, He says something like she has, you know, she has the heart. What does he say? She has a, I don't even remember. Her future is just beginning. Yeah, something like that, right? Yeah. Says something like that. And then immediately. Her work's just beginning. Yeah, her work's just beginning, right? And then she immediately goes in there. Dracula dies. She kills him. And she becomes mortal again. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, did they leave yet? Because she's going to freeze to death in about like four hours, right? She's in the middle of this castle that's not heated right now. So I don't really understand what her, what's she going to do after the movie? I don't know what the hell. Like, they drag out the whole movie, <laughs> and then they finally get to this last scene, and her love heals him, or whatever, some bullshit that they're spewing out there. Exactly. He dies. The cross heals itself. Okay. And then also, out of out of basically nowhere, she takes that sword and, like, decapitates him. It's like, oh, just for good measure. Well, I guess that's the only way to really kill him, right? That no, but that thing. was ridiculous. Like, I don't think she had been, like, coached on that. She didn't know it was coming. And, like, she had just driven uh... the sword through the heart of her, like, everlasting love. And she's like, no, it's cool. I got this, guys. <laughs> Let me de- decapitate him. Well, I mean, she was in the room when they were talk- Van Helsing was talking to them about going after Dracula. So, I mean, I, mean, I could have imagined she picked up the whole gotta chop his head off thing. I, I-, I can get there. We didn't see it, the but I can get there. The cross healed. It's over with. Do you really need to cut his head off? Maybe yeah, I know. She watched yeah. all those horror movies and knew he was going to pop back up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. yeah, I, I was, yeah, I was confused about whether he was actually a vampire anymore at that point or if he was just a dude. Right? Like, I, yeah. You, yeah. The cross healed. Like, <laughs> again, it was, it was like a, you know, mysterious act of Christ type of thing. All's well. He turned back into 34-year-old handsome Gary Oldman. Uh, he's fine. He's fine. All right. No, let's cut his head off for good measure. Okay. Just to be sure. And the end. And the end. It was just, it was very, and she, and she, after all and that. she's stuck in the castle. After all that, it was weird. <laughs> well, the whole movie <laughs> was, all that. the whole movie was weird, but yeah. That, that That's la- the one weird thing. <laughs> yeah, that, that last scene, like, I feel like if they'd have just let, if they just killed him and it would have been the end, I think that would have been better, more in line with the book. But I guess they had to pay off the whole love throughout the ages thing that they were going on with Mina and Dracula. Okay, now that we've reviewed the movie, it's time to rate it. Only the best movies make it to the top of the hill, and to be the best, they have to perform in three categories. First, technical composition. 
which represents how well the movie's made, including script, directing, cinematography, acting, and effects. Impact, which represents how well the movie accomplished its emotional intent. Was it scary or funny? Did it make you question mankind or the nature of your reality? And enjoyment, which is pretty simple. How much did you enjoy the movie? Would you watch it again? Do you never want to watch it again? All right, so let's talk about technical composition. Helen. So I hated Keanu Reeves (laughs) in his acting. I'm sorry. (laughs) But I did like certain elements of the movie, um, like how the movie kind of resembled, like how we said, an erotic dream, that there were different types of elements where they tried to make it theatrical with the, the eyes and the train windows, how things were moving over the diary pages. Yeah. Um, just that the laws of nature were kind of distorted with the, the shadow elements. So I, but overall, I just gave it a two. <laughs> okay. Oh, man. Um, okay, so for technical, I, I, I'm definitely right there with Helen. I mean, there were definitely some good things and some bad things about this. Um, you, like we said, you guys know I, I love a good double exposure. So I like the throwback elements. I like all the practical effects. Um, I like that they shot some scenes in reverse just to kind of add to that creepiness factor. There there were a lot of good things that they were able to pack into this movie um, effect-wise. Like I said, the costuming was amazing. Gary Oldman was amazing. Um, and, and that being said, there were a lot of things that were not so great. Like I hated, you know, like the rats running upside down, like some of those practical effects that were just, just stupid and cheesy. Um, the lightning behind the carriage drivers, I just thought was cheap. That to me was like, well, you, you couldn't have waited for a lightning storm. No, no lightning storm. We, we had to like force like some kind of <laughs> lightning light bulb behind these guys. So just overall, I thought like, you know, the good and the bad kind of bounce out. I gave it a square five. Okay. Well, Keanu Reeves, bad. <laughs> Winona Ryder, okay. Acceptable, right? I don't even know who the actress is that played Lucy. The whole love story thing, it was good up to a point in the third act. It kind of fell over in my opinion. Other than that, I really like this movie. I like period pieces. I like things that have atmosphere and are kind of strange or weird. And I think that, you know, Francis Ford Coppola kind of brought his whole deal to this. The costuming was great. The creature effects were great. I mean, I think he looked good as an old Dracula. I think he looked good as the werewolf Dracula. I think he looked good as the man-bat Dracula. I think all his incarnations really looked good. He also looked good as the 50 rats, but whatever. (laughs) Um, So I am giving this an eight. Holy moly. Yes. (laughs) Boom. All right. Next, let's talk about Impact. Anne. Okay, so Impact, I mean, we watch a lot of scary movies, obviously. So, you know, if we're talking about Impact for, like, you know, the scary level, or like you say, Ray, like, does it, you know, make you question your reality? Now, no, its impact is if it fulfilled its emotion, what it was supposed to, its emotional intent was. Well, I don't know what the hell Francis Ford Coppola's <laughs> intent was with this. I mean, he's all over the place. You know, I feel like at the end of the day, yeah, it's supposed to be mysterious and scary and and probably like, a, I don't know. I mean, I took erotic from it. Um, I, I don't know what that, if that's what he's going for, but let's assume yes, but... You know, overall, again, I didn't think it was, like, super scary. I didn't think it was super over the top. I, I gave it a three. Okay. Helen? I agree with Anne. I don't know what the impact was. It was just bizarre. So I gave it a one. Okay. <laughs> no scares at all. I did oh. not find it scary. No, I did not find it scary. I didn't think it was a scary movie, but I didn't think it was supposed to be a scary movie. It's essentially a love story, right? Kind of sure. draped, draped around, <laughs> you know, Bram Stoker's Dracula book. 
I thought it was mostly erotic slash sensual, if you want to kind of back it off the the sex part. Uh, nope, that's okay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I, so I thought I thought it fulfilled that mission pretty well. I mean, of of the movies that we've reviewed, um, this had the most sort of eroticism to it. Uh, so I gave it a six. Okay. All right. And finally, enjoyment. Let's just start with Helen. Helen, you want to get this out of the way? <laughs> I didn't enjoy it, so I gave it a one. <laughs> okay. Oh, man. Okay. So despite the other scores, I did enjoy this. So I, I again, I felt like this was a good, like, you know, grab your boyfriend, grab your husband, grab a glass of wine because you are going to need it. Uh, light that fire, curl up, and, and just kind of enjoy it. Like, I like that it was a slow burn. I thought that was great. It was a throwback. You could, maybe a little too long, a little too much of a slow burn. But overall, I gave it a seven. I think you need a bottle or two of wine. A bottle's fair. Yeah. And a straw. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like this movie is the type of movie you can get laid to if you're... 19. Wait. No, I was going to say... Like I was going to say... I was going to say... I was going to say older than that. <laughs> I feel like if... I feel like younger people... I think wouldn't appreciate necessarily. They couldn't stay with it. I think long if you were it's like a long movie. Nineteen and nineteen ninety. You think you're gonna watch that movie and then be like, "Let's head out to the bedroom"? Oh no no I, you no you're <laughs> no 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 no. The movie Not is the world. movie is slow and a slow enough burn that you don't really need to pay attention to it all the way. I'm no, saying you're you don't. you're having sex during the movie. <laughs> yes yes what I'm okay saying. that's what I'm, like, okay that about the time the, the third Lucy's nipple comes out the third time you're like all right let's let's, let's move let's move this thing on. So anyway, <laughs> I gave it a nine. Whoa. Wow. Whoa. All right. Woo. I really enjoyed this movie. Aside from, I, I know you do. Aside from the eroticism. Apparently. I really, I, I, have, I, I can't explain why I enjoy it necessarily. But um, it's not the eroticism. Wink, wink. Well, no. <laughs> I just like a good period piece. And I think this is. He talks you know, about boobs a lot. So I think it was the nips. Well, I'm, I, 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 you know, it might have been a point or two. I'm not saying it's not. A point or two. <laughs> I'm just saying that I like the movie. At least they were natural boobs. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's I true. Should up my score nice for boobs. that. There okay. were some nice boobs. All right. Yeah, technical details go up for that one. Yeah, technical <laughs> composition. All right, Anne. Well, why don't you calculate our individual scores and then the overall score for Bram Stoker's Dracula? Okay, great. So let's start. Let's go, let's go from the bottom up on this one. <laughs> we had quite the range of scores on this one, as uh, listeners could probably tell. Helen, your wonderful scores combined round you out at a whopping 1.33, which might be the lowest we've ever rated any movie on this podcast. It might be. I'll go, I'll go back to the... Uh... To the books. And I, think, look it up. I think it might be. Um, I'm right in the middle. Uh, the weird thing is my scores actually average out to a round five. <laughs> so Seriously guess, in the middle. Guess I was feeling very average about this. And Ray, your love fest continues and your whopping scores rounded out to a 7.67. Excellent. I think that's the highest I might have rated a movie. I was going to say that might be one of the highest that any of us have rated any movie. Maybe. <laughs> i'm pretty sure <laughs> and with our powers combined we rated bram stoker's dracula a 4.67 okay well that obviously is not at the top of the hill it's sitting um just below the ring which is the first movie we reviewed 
All right, well, if you enjoyed this podcast, help us grow our audience, rate and review us on iTunes, and please share with your friends and family on Facebook, Twitter, and other social media platforms. Give us a shout out to tell us how we're doing or suggest movies to review. You can find us on Twitter. Our handle is at Hilltop Horror. I want to thank you for joining us for this episode of Hilltop Horror Movie Reviews. I'm your host, Ray Richards, and on behalf of my co-hosts, thank you for listening, and I hope you'll join us next time.